On today's show, did Luka Doncic get snubbed a little bit for MVP? And what things and adjustments do the Mavericks have to make for Game 6 against the Phoenix Suns? We'll talk about all that and more on today's Lockdown Mavs. I'm Luka Doncic, and this is Lockdown Mavericks I don't believe you shouldn't be here. On to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, media member and NBA channel manager for the Locked On Podcast Network. Thanks for making Locked On Mavs your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms, including YouTube, where you can subscribe to the show. And the best way to help us grow, even if you're a Suns fan, is to comment anything below. Suns fans getting a little get a little more vocal after Game Five. Let's go! Come on, keep it going. Let's Coming go. out of the woodwork. Joining me, as always, my co-host, writer, and contributor at Mavs.com, the Booker Boy, the One More Thing King. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? I want to say a special shout out to all the Suns fans who listened to our pod yesterday. Um, oh, man! You know, anti shout out to all the Suns fans that listened to our show but didn't listen to Brennan's show. Brennan's show's numbers were way down. That's and what I was, I was so about dis- to turn it to. I was, I was like, so disappointed in Suns fans. Support we have guys. a pod for you. It's called Locked On Suns. Yes. I promise you. Uh, but he, I really he knows appreciate the Suns it. way better than us. <laughs> I appreciate it though. We'll take the we'll take the the listens. Uh, a lot of a uh, lot of Suns fans <laughs> love the fact that I called Devin Booker soft on the pod soft. yesterday and uh, some tweets. But you know it's funny because you know there, there's a difference seeing like Mavs fans getting upset. You know when we criticized Luca a little bit, you know last week or however long ago. You know there's a group of fans getting upset about that. But man, Suns fans. Shout out. I didn't know y'all were so so vocal. I've never been called so many names on Twitter <laughs> in one day that just I was like just wait till your kids get like to be 13 or 14 or something like that and then and you'll get called enough names. Like literally there's so many of them I couldn't even like repeat on the pod. It was like, "Whoa, I, I show my wife and she's like, "What did you say?" <laughs> uh, but no, it, it's all good. I get it. It's it's sports, man. There's there's so much passion in following your team and you know, it I I get all of that. It's funny. But uh, you know, a lot of people hide behind a, a cartoon Twitter Abby, but right, um, right, it's part of the business, you know. A lot of a lot of profiles of Devin Booker's face, and and, <laughs> well, and it's it's also part of the business of you know, it's kind of a testament to how our show's grown so much, you know, over the past you know five years of when we started off, we didn't get any type of tweets or hate or you know anything well, like that. Were also terrible back. <laughs> they back were then. terrible, but it's it's cool to see. It's another sign of how the show's grown. So today, Luka Doncic in the MVP voting came in fifth officially. So we can talk about that. Who came ahead of him? Who was below him? Did it matter? We'll talk about all that. And then what to expect in game six. Let's start with this MVP voting because it came out today. Nikola Jokic, the MVP, and pretty comfortably the MVP. 65 first place votes. Joel Embiid, 26 first place votes. Like that's not even close, really. Yeah. Right, I mean, if you look at total points where they start adding up, like first place is ten points, second place is seven points, like that ranked voting kind of deal. Um, Jokic got eight hundred seventy-five points, and Embiid got seven hundred six points. I, I, that's not really even close to me. Giannis came in third, and then four and five. 
The coincidence. Couldn't have come at a more coincidental, ironic time. Devin Booker comes in fourth with 216 votes and uh, 216 points from votes, and Luca comes in fifth with 146 points off of votes total. Um, both Booker and Doncic both got uh, one second place vote, but Booker got eight third place votes. Luca didn't get any. Um, Booker got 49 fourth place votes. Luca only got 32. And then Booker got 22 um, fifth place votes, and Luca got 43. So it seemed like most people had at least one of those guys on the, on their ballot, but they had them mostly in fourth or in fifth place. Does this seem right to you um, for Devin Booker to come in fourth and Luca to come in fifth? Um, it, you know, it's a little frustrating because you look at it from a Mavs angle, you look at it from a Luca angle, and say, all right, well, you put up better stats for the most part, you and you had less help. So there's that case right there for why Luca should be over him. But I'm I understand it too because I've sat on this pod for five years now and preach, you know, how, how much winning matters for MVPs and for all NBA stuff. Every award and, for you. Every award. Yeah, for, for every award. And you know, we did our all NBA stuff a while back and some people were shooting me DM like, why does wins matter to you with all all NBA stuff? So I, I kind of got to stay true to that and saying, I understand why Devin Booker was four on that. Like you win 64, you know, games this year as a Suns team. You're the clear cut number one. There's only been so many teams that's won 64 games and you're the clear best player on the team. He is clearly better than Chris Paul. I get why he finished fourth, but yeah. Let me play. Let me play crazy Mavs fan devil's advocate for you right now. Cause I, I agree do. with you. I agree with you. Devin Booker, I, I think probably should have been above Luca because of team wins. And I, I do value team wins in this a lot, but if you, if you take the definition of most valuable player, Booker's team gets 12 more wins than Luca's. That's a lot. That's a lot of more wins, but would you say he has 12 more wins worth of talent on his team with Chris oh, Paul? 100%. Number one pick, DeAndre Ayton, Mikael Bridges. And you look at Luka, he had, you know, Porzingis for part of the year. Jalen Brunson stepped up. But what did what does Jalen Brunson stepping up even mean? He didn't even get any votes for most improved player, right? Like, what does that even mean for Luka? Like, you look at his, his talent, a lot of, you know, people would say, oh, look, Luka's playing with this G League roster. And look at what the, the Suns are, such a team basketball team. And so if you look at it that way, I can understand why some people, if you if you interpret most valuable player as that, would say, okay, Luca should have gotten more um Luca should have gotten more votes than Booker if you interpret MVP that way. For sure. I mean, that's the reason why Jokic, I mean, obviously Jokic had a lot of statistical reasons why he won the award, but that was a big part of his narrative too of hey, he didn't have Jamal Murray, didn't have Michael Porter Jr. And right. you know, he still carried that team to the playoffs and stuff. So I, I get it. I I mean, I'm I'm here with you all. I was just saying I understand it. I would be more mad to on today's pod if Jason Tatum was over Luca. That's where I, that's mm. my line of like, I at least understand Booker. I personally wouldn't have Booker over him, but like I understand. I'm like, okay, cool. Like I, I get it. You won sixty four. Not mad at it. Not if Tatum, whining. Not whining, Whoa. not complaining, not not bitching about it, right? Like, <laughs> um, but but like if Tatum was over Luke, I'd have an issue with that because there's no there's no wins that's you're getting over that, and you know Tatum has more help, and it's like I don't know, I, I would have been you know flaming at the top of this pot if, if Tatum was over, <laughs> more, which it's still I mean it's he, still fifth place. It's he has not that. like Tatum has more help. He he got one less win than Luka Doncic's team did in the Eastern Conference, like. 
Yeah. You know, you, the, the statistics are not really even close between Luka and Tatum. Like, you just start looking at those two things, and you're just like, okay. Luka's offensively means so much more than what Tatum does now. Tatum's better defensively, so if you want to count that into it, count that as a factor in as well. Um, but if you want to – Luka had one of the highest <laughs> defensive ratings. I don't know no, if you want to – I, I am happy for – I am happy for Jokic in it. I, yeah. He was so deserving in it. I thought Giannis was going to kind of – come there at the end and, and take that take that award there uh he didn't he kind of you know he set out a few i think bucks lost a couple down the stretch and that last few weeks of the season was huge for it i think some of the discourse around the mvp stuff has just gotten gross it's just it's just, we just talk dumb. about it too long we talk about it too long right you start this like at the beginning of the season like in november you start talking about who's the front runner for mvp and then you we talk about it for so long and honestly like on locked on like locked on nba which is a show that I produce and also am on on Wednesday on uh, Thursdays. Like we talk about it once a week or something. We're like, okay, well yeah. let's here what let's a topic around the Nuggets. Well, let's talk about Jokic for MVP. Okay, let's uh, talk a topic about the Sixers. Right? Like it's just lazy on our part to just talk about it for so long. And so then by the end of it, you're like, all right, let me come up with a new angle. Let me come up with a new thing to say about it. And you start just like misconstruing things and t- like pulling things here and there and stuff like that. It just becomes like. It's over talked about, really. It should be by like yeah. by the end of the season, last last month of the season, we should start that conversation. Like, all right, who's sh- who should be in this you know award group? But then we're talking about playoffs, so you know it's kind of it, it's just it's the cheap low hanging fruit of the for sure. Oh, uh, if you're Jokic, then you're a nerd. You're a robot analytics, and if like it's Embiid, it's ah uh, real Hooper. Do you know basketball? Do you watch games? And it's like. Why, why are we trying to make these two? It's just, yeah, it's just dumb. I, I thought it was just gross what, what it's kind of turned into. And yeah. the meltdown, Andy Bailey had an incredible Twitter thread of, he just asked for people to send them the, the national media meltdowns uh, <laughs> of people over Jokic winning MVP. And it's absolutely incredible, some of the takes some people had. Shout out to Steven Jackson, who thinks that the top 75 NBA players should be the ones who vote for MVP. Oof. That would be incredible. Oof. All right, coming up, let's get into game six, Dallas Mavericks versus Phoenix Suns. The Mavs will bounce back if we'll finish that statement coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about Bet Online. It's the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info, the latest odds, news, sports developments, including the basketball playoffs, NBA, Major League Baseball stuff, fights, and even NFL fu- NLF futures. Not even NFL. NLF. What's NLF? There's all kinds of crazy sports out there, and Bet Online <laughs> has all of them. Check them out um, right now. Game six. I think six. it's the National Lacrosse Federation. Possibly, they have it. They have it on Bet Online. Um, game six. Ready. Mavs Suns is on here. What's the, what's the line? What's the spread? Um, I think they're going to give Phoenix uh, two and a half. Phoenix by two. Phoenix minus Whoa. two. Nailed that one, Isaac Harris. Mavericks are a two-point underdog against the Suns. So if if you're here and you're like, if you don't believe you shouldn't be here, then go ahead and put some money down on Bet Online. Go check it out. Go check out that spread right now. You can go win some money if the Mavericks win this game. So go check it out. It's Bet Online. Head to the website today. Use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Bet Online, where the game starts. 
Thanks for making Locked On Mavs your first listen every single day. Make sure you check out the Locked On NBA Big Board podcast. Our boy hosts Rafael Barlow from NBA Draft Junkies, the author of Chad Ford's NBA Big Board newsletter, is joined by a friend of the pod, Mavs Draft, a.k.a. Richard Stamen, and other guys to check out an in-depth look at the NBA Draft, mock drafts, player rankings, Locked On NBA Big Board on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. All right, Isaac, let's talk L- about... Listen, listen to those guys, too, because I'm sure... I would bet uh, money that uh, one or both those guys could be coming on this pod sometime in the oh, next month, month or so. so. Absolutely, I, I talked guys. to I talked to Rafael during game uh, right before Game Four. He he was at the Mavs game, and uh, we talked to him. And I was like, "Hey, we're gonna have you on pretty soon because we're gonna be talking about draft when the, you know you, you know who I want to talk to about NBA draft. The guy that anytime I talk to him at NBA games, he's like, "Yeah, just got back from Europe, man, and he's just <laughs> exactly. always going overseas. He's always in these gyms, and I'm like." Bro, like, when do you? He's he's toning it down, you know, a little bit now with family stuff going on. But it's just, I'm like, that's the guys I want to talk to about the oh, draft yeah. right there. Uh, if you've ever followed Richard Stamen at Mavs Draft on Twitter, like, literally every day tweets out something else about some prospect that I've never heard of and just knows like so many guys. So we'll have those guys on as we get closer to draft actual draft coverage. But the Mavs are still in the playoffs. Yes. Game six. Who who thought? Some people didn't think they'd get to a game six. I'm not going to point any fingers, but um, the Mavs will bounce back if Isaac Harris. What has to happen? Marquise Chris played. No, just kidding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I will say this. I'm, I'm trying to either lean towards picking like some arbitrary number just to throw it out, throw it out there, but um. And, but I also don't want to be too vague because I want to say like, hey, if they get back to, you know, getting 15 plus assists, you you know, like some you only had nine last How about game. more than nine? <laughs> uh, I know. Um, let's just say this. If Reggie Bullock and Dorian Finney-Smith attempt at least 10 threes. Each. 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 Yeah. It, and it's got to be each, too, because it's not just about those guys getting their shots, right? It's not about those guys putting up those shots and getting their shots. And, you know, it's all, it's about how they get those shots. Because if those guys are getting their shots, then the offense is being run correctly. And this is one of the reasons why I was so, you know, down on the, on the Mavericks. And I saw a lot, there's a lot of people saying, Lockdown Mavs guys said that the Suns didn't even make any adjustments. That's not true. We said that they made adjustments, but it was more on the Mavericks. Just I went through all of their adjustments. You did. You did. But it's more about the the Mavs just being completely out of their offense because they just tried to ISO so much. They didn't. They didn't get into the paint. They didn't touch the paint and kick out to shooters. They just. They didn't do any of that stuff. And Bullock and Dorian Finney-Smith attempted like less than ten threes combined. They have to. They have to be getting those shots, and that's because the Mavericks offense creates those shots for them. And, uh, and that's why it's so key for the Mavericks to get those guys those shots because that's when the offense is working well. Yeah, I thought, you know, I'm sure some of you guys listened to our good friend Jonathan Sharks on Bill Simmons' pod oh, today. Yeah. And he talked Mavs' sons. And, you know, he he was talking about the, the this point that we're all, we all watched the other night in that game five of Phoenix was just like, hey, we'll, we want you to play iso ball. We want yeah. you, Luca. We want you, Jalen Brunson. Y'all can y'all can ISO it out and be on the island and try to do your thing. But we want to cut off the these passing lanes. We want to try to take out the three point attempts from Reggie, Dorian, Max, and these guys, and make you settle. Yeah, and make you settle. Make you take these tough shots. And Dallas, you know, Dallas did that. They they fell into it a little bit on their own. But Phoenix also forced them into that too. We talked about True. that 
the the tricky, the timely double that they were doing on Luca and showing the double, but not fully committing to the double and staying at home on Dorian and Reggie, some of these guys. They they had a great, great game plan, great adjustments on Phoenix's part. But Dallas has to find ways to get their shooters shots and get them open. They have to find ways to continue getting into the paint. JB and Luca. Attack, attack, attack. And then when you're attacking, that's when it's going to open up the lane. They're going to have to close in at the rim if you're going to attack the rim and then kick it out to the three-pointer. That just brought me way back. There's there's a band I listened to in middle school called Attack Attack. Oh, you have a ba- you have a band tee? Took me way back. I used to have a ton of band tees. Now I don't. Um, I'll take it from to the other side of the ball. And, and I said this from from the beginning, like after the first quarter of Game Five, I said this is not the Mavericks were up. Their offense had been playing incredibly, and I said this is not a, a looking at the offensive defensive rating. This is not a game the Mavericks normally win. And guess what? They they went on to like have the worst offense of the last three quarters they've ever had. And the Mavericks defense has to be completely locked in. They they have to be limiting the Suns and making the Suns uncomfortable because the Suns weren't uncomfortable in any way. In no. game in game five, right? Like they were getting their shots. They were uh, getting their. Biombo was a little bit at the end, but <laughs> uh, only because he was ejected and he had to go. He had to go to the locker room. But um, the Suns weren't uncomfortable. Booker was getting to his spots. Chris Paul was was getting to his spots and shooting his shots. Like they just they were comfortable. Aiton was getting his putbacks. Aiton was getting some post ups. Like they were doing anything they they kind of wanted to on offense. And that's not how the Mavericks win games in this series. They win games in the series, mucking everything up having a defensive rating of like under 110. It was like 105 in game three, 106 in game four. And it just, it doesn't work when the Suns are able to get what they want because when the Suns can get what they want on offense, this is an incredible, this is an incredibly great team, right? We've, we've seen, we've seen yeah. it all year. In the fourth quarter, if they can get what they want, they can go on a run at any given time. They can just be like, all right, yeah. it's time for us to go on a run. We get a couple of stops and score like three or four or five times in a row, and they can just win games, right? It's just the way that it is. And the Mavericks have to stop them, stop them from doing it, but stop them from being as comfortable, being able to have more, more options than the Mavericks do, honestly, on offense. Yeah, just make them feel uncomfortable. Yeah. That's, that's what you got. And when, you can't. You said it right. I don't. There's not too many teams that can just shut down Phoenix completely or shut down Devin no. Booker completely. Like he's he's a really good offensive player, but can you make them feel uncomfortable? Can you, like Iztok said, muck, muck it up? And one thing they did in Game Three was they sh- they didn't shut down Booker, but they shut him out. He only had 13 shots in Game Three, right? Like that's what that's what I mean yeah. by making them uncomfortable. Like Chris Paul with the turnovers. Like yes, part of that was on Chris Paul. Just like. Like having a brain fart in that game and just like turning it over a ridiculous amount of times that he never does, right? I won't give the Mavs too much credit for that, but they they were showing him like you know they're showing him hands and showing him pat and like getting in passing lanes and things like that and making him uncomfortable and making him you know try to create just on his own and Devin, keeping Devin Booker out of the game basically and him only attempting thirteen shots. Like the Mavericks have to keep couple of those guys out and honestly they need at least one of those three guys to just be completely out of the game whether it's Aiton, chris paul or booker they just have to be completely registered not you know effective or producing really because that's how they won yeah. in game three and four chris paul was just completely out of it yeah yeah so um all right next next thing for us next statement from us for the Mavs to win in game six luka Doncic has to blank record at least 10 assists mm. I'll stay with that. It's just, and, and I'm not, I'm not even End making analysis. It. <laughs> well, I'm not even, ma- this isn't a, Hey, Luca's got to pass the ball more type thing. It's a, that mean if he's getting 10 assists in this game, we need, this is where we need a Luca all timer type of game. 
This is where we need a, you know, I'm not saying 50 pointer, but we need a 32, you know, 13 assist, 10 rebounds. It's a, it's a 33 point triple double type of Luca performance that that's what they need. But the biggest thing of that is assist. And I think if he gets over 10 assists, they win the game. Yeah, he's got to be more of a of a of a he's not just that he's got to be more of a distributor. Those guys also have to hit those shots, right? Like the Mavs didn't hit any of the shots that they got in game, yeah, game five. Yeah. Like it wasn't just that Luca was holding the ball all the time. It wasn't only on him. He did kick out sometimes the shooters they just missed, but that he has to they have to connect on that, right? He has. He to only had to, two two assists last game. I mean that's it. Just can't. And I'm not. That's not a Luca thing. It's a there's a lot of reasons to that, but he's got to have more than two assists. Coming up, what else does Luka need to do for the Mavericks to win game six? And who's the surprise player that could step up in game six? I'll tell you who that is coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing number of makes and models of cars, it's impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts that you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning? Like, hey, is your Odyssey an LX or an EX? Hey, what year is it? What's the VIN number? Tell me off the top of your head. Who knows that? Why would you want to do that and wait for the person behind the counter to order the parts on their computer when you can just do it yourself in your own time? And you don't have to wait for them to be like, all right, well, we're just going to get this part shipped in in two weeks when you can just get it shipped to your place right there. Save time and money using Rock Auto. Why would you want to spend 30%, 50%, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? Go check it out, rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Box? They know that we sent you amazing selection, reliable low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Works for Mavs fans, works for Suns fans. Just write in Lockdown. Doesn't mean Lockdown Mavs, Lockdown Suns. RockAuto.com. Rockauto. All right, Isaac Harris. Luka Doncic, you talked about getting 10 assists, right? I, I think we've been waiting on a Luka Doncic, like, kind of takeover game. I wonder if he's got a game in him. Um, what was the game against the Clippers where he, just, he had 40 points, 10 assists? He just, like, completely went off, and it was just a Luka takeover game. I'm still kind of waiting for that game. He had 45 in in, one, in a game in this series, but I'm still waiting for a, a Luka takeover game. And I think he kind of wanted that game last night, especially in Phoenix. And that's sort of why I think the offense kind of went out early. But um, I, I'm still waiting for that. I don't know if he needs to do that. I don't know if he has to do that to get a win, but I'm still I'm still waiting for it. Still on my radar. I, I'm so curious on how this, how this game is going to play out because – you know, we've seen different times in the regular season or even the playoffs when, you know, the other the other guys aren't hitting or they're not scoring. And then you see Luca, rightfully so, we've we've said, Hey, I don't blame him for doing this. Then he maybe he starts kind of leaning towards, Hey, I I want to do this myself type thing. And if he sees the other guys are struggling, and especially in a game like this, it's the do or die game where you're going home. How long is that leash for the other teammates for Luca's angle of if they if they if they're not hitting early, are we going to see Luca press a little bit more and want to try to do even more than what he what he is doing? How important is that start? Is I'm just fascinated to see how that plays out. I'm really curious. Couple things I think that are notable for this game too is um, as much as this was made about the Suns not losing three games in a row all season, and that's an incredible stat, and it still is true. They haven't lost three games all three games in a row all season. Um, this Mavericks team has been really good at responding, being resilient, which is one of the things that I really discounted them on when I was after game two. I was like, oh, man, man this, this series might be over, right? Like this Mavericks team really bounced back. I'm really looking to see how do the Mavericks bounce back um, 
what's the adjustment that Jason Kidd has to make in order for them to to bounce back to uh, you know to not have the same fate in games five and uh, you know game two and one. Uh, Dwight doesn't play; he's out. Take you him start, out. Yeah, you take him out because w- what are you what are you saving at this point? Like you lose, you're done. So you ride Maxi to the end. It's like if there's a game that Maxi plays 40 minutes and you just press it when he should be playing like 32 minutes, it's this game. You start Maxi from the start. It, when Maxi has to come out, you run Dorian at the five, and it's Dorian and Berton's front court, and you're going to see Dorian. Dorian might play every single minute of this game. So I, I think Dwight doesn't play at all, and you just embrace those lineups, and there you go. So you disagree with us yesterday that Dwight wasn't a big problem. I'm I'm just saying, what's the other big adjustment to make? I I don't know what I mean. That's that's the that's the only adjustment of yeah. I mean, Dwight only played eight minutes yesterday, but and I, we said he was just a minus four in eight minutes. He wasn't like you know a thirty point loss, you know, <laughs> in those eight minutes there. But I think just everything like that that's your adjustment going into game six. I don't think you can. Don't I don't think you play around with trying to spot start Dwight for four minutes to start each half. Yeah, or or find another moment in the in in halves where you can you know spell him right like if like, Javel's out there maybe I I don't know or like, Bismack yeah like if Bismack's out there then you know, throw throw Dwight out there if if the only reason is to give Maxi some some burn right just like to give him a, a little bit of rest. Um, yeah, that, that's that's an adjustment the Mavericks can make, and then there's like tactical things that they can make, right? They got to get, they got to do more stuff where it's the dribble handoff stuff, where you're getting the ball in movement. That that stuff that they've been doing with with Jalen Brunson a lot this year, they've done it with Luca uh, a fair amount, not a ton, but it, it like the stuff where it's just Luca one on one against somebody, like the Suns defense and their team defense is too locked in for them to to give up as much stuff as they did in games three and four. The Mavs caught them off guard in, in game three, I thought, with that. Uh, and then they just bullied them in, in, in game four when they were able to do that. They weren't able to do it in game five at all and bully them or um, catch them off guard. So I think they have to do, do more more creative stuff where they can get the, ball, get, get the ball moving initially instead of just relying on set guy, top of the key, dribble against the guy, post up against the guy. Like it's almost like the post ups worked for them so well in games three and four. They're like, that's all we're gonna do in game five instead of trying anything else and trying any kind of like, you know, actual screen and roll or actual dribble handoff and coming around a corner and getting in movement. Um, that's stuff that I think the Mavericks have to change and an adjustment Jason Kidd can make. Yeah. I, I think it's more stuff like that than like some huge lineup thing. Like if I had to put money down, he probably still starts Dwight. I don't think there's anything big like, oh, Bobon's starting. Like Berton's forty eight minutes taking fifteen threes. <laughs> what if Berton starts at the five and they just go all in and saying, We're shooting fifty threes tonight? <laughs> Good lord. Um, uh, that guy's confidence is is insane. But <laughs> I, I'm so I'm excited for this game. I mean, this is one of the bigger games. Obviously, you know, we had a a game six in our building, you know, in the Clipper series. And that was a much different vibe. We were coming back home, you know, up three, two for that, you know, thinking that we're going to close it out and coming after that, you know, that game three and, you know, all that stuff. But it's just, you can't beat the playoff atmosphere. I think it's going to be in Dallas. That crowd's going to be insane tonight, like times two than whatever, you know, game, uh, game four was, it's just going to be, it's going to be a fun, fun atmosphere game, especially from the tip. We we need a good Mavs start again. You can't yes. let Phoenix get out to it. You know, it can't be twenty-one to eight. You know, 
you know, like with four minutes to go in the first quarter. You can't get that. So should be good. And we got to see who the, the referee assignment is going to be. <laughs> that's, a, that's a big deal, apparently. Was, was um, Foster – Is he? I don't think he worked tonight, right? Yeah, Bananas Foster was not working. Last one from us. The surprise player to step up in game six. I'm going out on the limb. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I know, I know we called it in game five is. and said, hey, it's over. This is Spencer Dinwiddie's game. I'm calling it. <laughs> I'm calling my shot. Come on, Dinwiddie. Oh, my god. Bitcoin is rising. Cryptocurrency is through the roof. Spencer Dinwiddie will have at least 18 points and five assists in game six. I'm calling it. It's on the record. I'm here. I'm ready for the Dinwiddie game. I hope either way somebody clips that to where if he goes out and he puts up <laughs> like f- four points. Or, or Jason can DMP CDs him. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's like the big adjustment. Trey Burke plays over him or something. <laughs> um, I just, I'm, they they need him, right? Like they just need, he has been a zero in this series. We talked about his his stats last, last series where he wasn't efficient, but he was producing in the Jazz series. This series, he hasn't even been producing in it. He's just kind of been filling up some minutes, spelling Brunson a little bit, spelling Luca a little bit. He just hasn't been there. Um, and so I, I think the Mavericks need need a game from Dinwiddie because they're just they're running out of some other well, options. They definitely need it, whether it happens I mean, or not. That's a different um, – this is kind of a cop-out answer because it's not a random role player. I think JB has his best game of the, of the series. Mm, I, let's I, go. I think, I think Brunson puts up like 28 or 30, and he has like eight, eight assists, and it's he's, he's posting up Chris Paul – He's he's hitting that mid range jumper. He hits a couple threes in this game. You know we've talked about him playing on the biggest you know huge stage before. College is obviously different than NBA, but I, if I'm picking a guy out there that I, I think is going to be up for the moment outside of Luca, I think it's going to be JB. So or at least I'm like crossing my fingers and everything, hoping that. we're hopeful. We're hopeful. Let us know in the comments what you guys think. What's the adjustment that needs to be made for Game Six? What do you think is the player that's going to step up? In game six, who's the one that's going to be like, okay, you know, Dorian and Maxi have both had playoff games. So they went eight of 11, eight of 12 from three. Who's that guy in the series? Let us know in the comments, guys. And I want to say this one more thing. I just want to send this as a, as a reminder, no matter what happens tonight, this season was a success. Yes. And just to throw it out there of like, Hey, y'all, y'all weren't saying that before you lost this game. And it's like, no, actually we were like, Yep. We said it before the series started. We're going to say it right now, even before game six even happens, that no matter what happens, the goal for this team this year was to win a first-round series. And not only did they do that, they took the best team in the league, 64-win team, to sit at least six games, possibly seven games. And it's like you beat them at least twice. And it's like it's not like you even got swept either. So that's the – I just want to throw that out there that – it's exciting. We're if they lose tonight, we're gonna be bummed and it's gonna be like, dang, man, the season's over. But there's a lot to be excited about too at the same time. So be there. If you have tickets, get there early. Don't play around with it and play around with traffic, everything. We need this place rocking tonight, right at tip off. Good morning, Isaac. Guys, thanks so much for making Lockdown Maps your first listen every day. We will be back with a post game after game six, win or lose. Now make your second listen, Lockdown NBA. With me and Pat the Designer on there today. Locked On Experts covering the biggest stories around the NBA Monday through Friday in 30 minutes, free and available wherever you get your podcast. That's Locked On NBA. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Locked On Mavs. Peace out! Boom!